Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Laurier. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best, the life. best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Good evening, ladies. So tonight we thought we would talk about getting bad reviews. So divorce brings with it the joy of misunderstandings, miscommunication, (laughs) and reviews that you did not approve before they were sent out. So what you got, ladies? Well, a divorce is a drama. Yep. In which there's his side of the story, her side of the story, and then the real story. The real the story, but there's also all these little bitty stories from everybody that knew them or thought they knew them or heard something from somebody that knew them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bad. It can be really bad. So, and I don't know, you know, I think I protected my ex for a, a long time. So nobody really knew what was going on at my house or how bad it was. And so... When the divorce came, there were a lot of misconceptions about who got divorced, why they got divorced, you know, what was going on. So I I found out, you know, there's a lot of gossip in towns that I found out when I started my new job after divorce that there had been some stories that were not very uh, flattering about me. And when the person got to know me, they told me some of the things, and I was just shocked that I had a bad review. Here, I thought I have been the long-suffering, faithful wife and got divorced finally after 10 years of just craziness. And then to come and find out that I had had bad reviews that people thought badly of me, it was, it kind of took my breath away. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Did any of y'all have any similar amazing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about like how when you get divorced, you do lose friends or level of friendship to some um, yeah. Loy- extent. Loyalties are loyalties. Tested. Yeah. But I remember thinking, how could anyone side take the other side knowing the history? Because I, I definitely confided in my friends about like multiple things. I mean, you guys too. So I remember thinking that like, how on earth could anybody side with the mm-hmm. other given the knowledge that they have of how this came to be you know so i didn't while i didn't receive any quote bad reviews to my to my knowledge that in its own way is a bad review when people stop well like, it feels like a, it feels yeah. like a rejection yeah it feels like yes i'm going to take the slimy road over well, you who took the high road. I mean, it just feels, it feels bad. I think that the choice to get divorced, too, ended up being judged by uh, a yeah. few of my friends when I was like, I don't have to stay here for this, you know. But no. there's a whole culture. And, you know, we talked just among us, we've talked in the past of people who, if you've gotten divorced, they no longer as a married couple want to spend time with you. Yeah, It's like something about... Being it's like like singleness is catching, right? <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? Like that is uh, just there are some people who are just in it as a general rule 
even if they completely support you in the reasons why you got divorced, are yeah. no longer going to continue to spend time with you because they don't actually believe in divorce. Yeah. No matter why. Or they don't feel comfortable. Right. With a single woman being around their husband. Or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. or vice versa. And I have run into that. Not that I would ever believe me. I don't think God would ever put your husband in front of me <laughs> for me to partner with. I, I'm not the person that would ever do that. that. And I would never, no. I would never even contemplate that because I don't, I, I view that as you just don't do that. Now, there's some people that would do that. I've known people that they only date married men because it's safe because they're not going to have to get married. And I don't think it's safe, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. No, there's too many, many too much. movies made about I think I think the only, like, to-my-face negative moment, other than from my ex, came at Christmas this past year. And I was at church with my mom, and my ex-mother-in-law was there. And it I had not seen her, talked to her throughout the divorce process or and to be perfectly frank we just weren't that close we weren't that close but i had not heard from her nothing and she was at church that night on christmas eve and i was sitting with my mother and i said should i go talk to her and my mother said absolutely your your situation has nothing to do with me or with her and my parents are are cordial to my ex well and you are the mother of her yeah yeah exactly yeah so I approached her afterward and I said, Hey, Merry Christmas. And, or I, I said, Hey. And she walked away. <laughs> like she would not look at me, would not engage. I was like, I said, Mom, that's so weird. Like, what? You're not even going to. So I said, Hey, and got her attention and said, Merry Christmas. And then my, and she said, Merry Christmas and like looked away again. And then my mother was like, Oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. And then my mom like went up and engaged, but like you can't pretend it's, you can't just pretend you don't know somebody. And also, they're like, I can't control what my ex has said about me to other people, especially not his family. Right, because that implies that but, he has given you a very bad review yeah. and did not include his own. Right. And what, why it makes me, and I have to really like stop and not care. It's hard not to care about it because I know what our past was. I know what. You know yeah, what you mistakes everybody made. Peripheral family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard to go. Wait, you're going to look at my faults right now and not his? But I don't know. No, it's okay. I found out something recently, mm-hmm. and I don't like a bad review. Nobody likes a bad review. No, it's it's hard, especially unjustified. Now, mm-hmm. if I had been a total yes, the witch person. You know, like if I had been that person and I got the review of that person, I'd be like, oh, okay, but I wasn't, right? <laughs> and still got better. Okay, so I found something out that happened thirty years ago. Oh, lovely thirty with a three zero <laughs> from my first husband, <laughs> and it bothered me, even though it's it's been in the dirt for thirty years. Like you know, and it was after your divorce, right? It was so after my life. divorce. And he divorced me, and I moved out of town. Like, I moved, physically moved. So, apparently, he, or it could have been someone in town, started a thing that I had had an affair and left. Oh, and here's the kicker. On a nurse's salary, (laughs) (laughs) I bought a doctor a Rolex. 
and married. I thought, oh, girl. With what money? I was like, <laughs> where did that come from? I mean, it's laughable, but it still hurt my feelings that people also, that I had It's kind of funny that they couldn't reason through that. And <laughs> you know, the thing is, people knew me. I worked double shifts, yeah. two or four plantation shutters in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, Actually, what's worse is that the man you were married to who wanted the divorce did not put a stop to the rumors. When the divorce was his idea, what he wanted, and he put you through everything to get through it. And he allowed that rumor to be petru- perpetuated either because he, he said it or someone said it. He didn't stop it, knowing full well that it absolutely was not true. But the thing is, the person that told me was like my super best friend, and she knew that I struggled with money. Mm-hmm. She knew that. what, And she knew me, first of all, even if I had the money. I wouldn't buy a Rolex right. <laughs> for anybody, <laughs> not even myself. Right. So, so why would I give it to a doctor? I know. And so I was thinking, okay, first of all, it, it did not make sense from a practical standpoint or from a money standpoint or from a just knowing the person that I am standpoint. And then... The thought of people in that town thinking that about me for 30 years, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is laughable now. And I'm very glad I didn't know about it before now. But that was a super bad review. Like, I'm like, well, and that is, and that's you kind of think that community. But did they believe that just so that they could believe that he stayed? Yeah, I had that's to like true. him. But still, at the same time, yeah, I can see it doesn't matter what point in time, it's still going to hurt your feelings. Whoever it was who said that out loud first truly did you a disservice and didn't think about who you are. I'm glad you did not make back there. I know. So I think bad reviews, I mean, I know it's human nature to want to think bad about a person. I mean, people, you know, there's that saying, you can do 10 great things. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to remember you. M- remember that you did 10 great things. But the first time you do something bad, you will be known for that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Because people glom to the negative. Mm-hmm. People love to gossip, especially in small towns. And unfortunately, divorce is a big gossip subject. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will tell you this. One of the things that really hurt my feelings during the time that I was going through that 10-year fallout after the initial affair, I had turned to church. I've always been like the church lady. And I was doing a Bible study. I had done one on grief. I had done one. I had done all these church things. And I was sitting there. And this was a pastor at this church who was asked to move along after a little while. So, But you would think you would feel safe at a church, mm-hmm. not judge. And I had actually talked to my friend who was the minister and said, this is what's happened. I don't feel like I can go to Bible study today, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, go on to Bible study and share because this might be, it might help somebody else. And so I was like, okay. So I went up there and the other pastor of the church happened to be in there leading the Bible study. And I said, I have decided to, that I really need to forgive my husband. And he looked at me and said, what about your part in it? And I thought, what? I didn't have enough. <laughs> it just hit me the wrong way. Like, I was burying my soul. Yeah. 
to this group of people that I didn't really know. Like I knew like two people in there, like really knew them. And for him to turn it back on me, and I thought, oh, well, what that was, is yeah, completely I, inappropriate. I yeah, yeah. Did, he, try. did he have any idea that your completely husband had this affair? Yeah, he knew most of it. But that, I was just like, first of all, I have been plugging it out, Man. spent tens of thousands of dollars in therapy. I wake up every morning and try to be a joy and happiness to my children. I'm trying to keep this family unit together. And then for him to turn around and say, what about your point? No. And I thought, were like, you able to go back to church after that? I'm- no. No. It was very hard. Well, and my I- attendance dropped off. I just could not. I just thought. An affair is never the fault of the spouse who's being cheated on. No. An affair is the result of the choices that the other person made. Now, whether or not your marriage is going well or not, that's. That's he, here, neither here nor there. There are many ways to fix or not, if if that's not what you want. However, the choice to have an affair is a selfish, selfish choice, and it destroys. I mean, that, that's that's the like, choice to not address whatever's going on in the marriage yeah. that you're not happy with, and to go outside of the marriage. Yeah, and it can be a choice that's made unconsciously, but, a choice that's made to break the marriage. But yeah. regardless, it's not a choice, but for you, the marriage, you can't. I don't know. In my experience, and Beth, you too, you can't come, you just can't come back from that. Like, well, I, I've known people that have, but it takes a tremendous a amount trim, of work. A, yeah. a huge <laughs> effort on the person that broke the trust to reestablish trust. It, it well, takes a level of humiliation. You know, I, have, I know a, a couple of us that to get through it. It takes a level of humiliation on the cheater's side to be able to succumb and to give what they need to give to give the other partner what they need to feel secure in the marriage again yeah and that's my my so i think i have spoken about this at the very beginning but my ex cheated on me at least twice that i know of and the first time my son was little i was just trying to get through it the second time i was like when you say little you mean baby yeah he wasn't even a year old yeah you don't mean like toddler. he was a baby baby. and i was just trying to like and you had the same thing happen yeah so I've had, again, I love therapy. We talk about therapy all the time. I have a wonderful therapist. And when I was going through it the second time that we know of, my therapist said, anybody can mess up once. Anybody can mess up once and still be a good person. Twice, Lauren, and it's serial. It's serial. And like, y- you you don't know what will happen next. And then finally, you know. Yeah, well, at twice, it's, can you, there is no trust. Well, little trust, and he didn't give a whole lot of time between the first and the second, no, really, no, no, no. to build that trust oh, no, there was to no, move forward. Yeah. And it's just a couple of years, you yeah. Know? That it wasn't was just, at all. but I, I think there were probably, I think it was probably more, a lot more than I know about, to be honest. A little more serious. Well, which bold. that's that's why I was so shocked. I mean, just to be perfectly transparent, I was surprised that anybody would doubt like my choice to leave ever because. Yes. I, because I just, they knew it wasn't you who cheated. I tried really hard to stick around, and at the end of the day, I couldn't stick around for that. Like, yeah. So, well, okay. My thought on the affairs is a little different than y'all's. I, I really think that there are people who would have an affair, and there are people who would. And when it comes down to is your personal integrity, I couldn't. Do Do, do you have personal yeah. integrity? Do you mean what you say? Is your word your bond? Are you actually giving an effort? And I think, Bonnie, you said it, and I had all these people that would say, well, if there's something wrong in the marriage, no, 
People don't have an affair because there's something wrong in the marriage. People have affairs because there's something wrong within them. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with yes. the marriage yes. partner. Yeah, is is there a it's way a to avoid yeah, whatever it's something they have a big black hole that needs to be filled with something and sex, alcohol, whatever yeah. it is. They have no self-esteem and they're getting a high off somebody really digging on them that's not their wife. Or there's someone who shouldn't be married at all. Well, you know, there are plenty of people that should not get married who got married for a variety of reasons. But I think if you look on this as a fault of the person that tried to keep it together, and you're going to give the person after the divorce, you know, I don't know what I'm trying. If you're going to fault somebody. It's the person who did it's it. It's the person who did it. Yeah, it's family. absolutely not the... So, it has nothing to do with the person It doesn't even matter how far you are in the Bible Belt and how many people don't no. believe in divorce. It happens. Yep. Well, okay, so my, my situation is completely different than y'all's. One, my ex-husband did accuse me of having an affair. Like, and you told other people that I did have an affair. And to be clear, I did not. I'm fairly certain that my ex-husband also told people that yeah. had an affair. And I, I also absolutely. did not. <laughs> I will say, Beth, did you, you, <laughs> look here, we've all been accused. Cheers yes. to that. Cheers to being Affairs faithful. And yeah. <laughs> all right. So mine, with him being an alcoholic, and I think whatever underlying problem he had, we could not repair whatever else may have been wrong with our marriage until he fixed his alcoholism. Like, there was no way I could but not trust him. But, don't you him. think that if he had fixed his alcoholism, there wouldn't have been a problem with your marriage? Well, there were probably still some things with our marriage we could work on. Oh, I, well, I, everybody I can work. work. I, we were not perfect. I think that we had, I think we had some <laughs> underlying issues in our marriage, just some basic, like, we did not necessarily agree on how to raise the kids. He felt like he should say to the kids that they should do something and they should hop to it and jump to it and do it immediately without question. And I felt like children should be allowed to question us because I felt it helped them grow as humans to understand the whys behind why we asked them things. And I never wanted them to be afraid to speak to us about things. Right. But he really wanted that totalitarian, I said it, you do it. You know what I mean? Like we had some fundamental issues on how we raised kids and how we thought. And there was the whole, he felt like I should be a 1950s wife. Mm-hmm. And I totally didn't want to do that. When I wanted to get a job in education, he wanted me to work as his secretary so that I would have time to go home in half a day and spend the time cleaning the house. Like we had some fundamental issues that we really, really needed to spend some time working out. And I, I do feel like we could have worked through those and come to a happy medium somewhere in the middle. Okay, this was your idea of marriage. This was my idea of marriage. And they don't match. Where can we meet in the middle? Yeah, compromise. Yes. But because he was an alcoholic, when it came time that we had conflict, instead of, okay, let's talk this through, if ever I had, if ever I was like, okay, I don't agree with you, I was arguing. It was never a discussion. We could have come to an agreement and us work together to find some sort of middle ground. There was never that. But I do believe that a lot of that was because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. But I think that just like people who cheat, if there's if they don't heal that thing in themselves, they can't heal the marriage they're a part of. If they are not a healthy human, 
who who is who is good with who they are and don't have to look outside the marriage for validation from alcohol or from because I felt cheated on. Mm-hmm. I felt like every time he went to the bottle, he was he could have been sleeping with another woman. Mm-hmm. Only if it'd been another woman, I could have left him a whole lot sooner. For me, I thought, yeah. but at the same time, maybe not. But you know what I mean? If there had been a whole nother human, right? I feel like it had been easier to step away than fighting a bottle. Yeah. But I still felt cheated on. I felt like he was going outside our marriage to take care of things and to deal with and to numb himself from having to heal the things that we needed to heal. But it was because he was sick in himself and he couldn't heal himself. But right. I think with cheaters, don't you feel like if they yeah. have been able to heal whatever was fundamentally yes in their heart not pure and good yeah it might have been able I feel to move like, things forward i don't know it's for me i felt like it was some i don't know i i can't really speak for him but i always felt like i there was something i couldn't get below the surface you know what i mean yeah but i feel like if he had never cheated would you still be together no i don't you still think, think so. you'd have ended up divorced yes. maybe not this soon but at some yeah, point it it so, it would have it would have happened at some point because we just had Don't grown try. very far apart. We're just very, very, very different people. Yeah. But that's not something I would have considered. Like the sec for me, the second that I- that would have entered my mind, I would have entered exited a relationship, you know? Yeah. Because that's not, mm-hmm. and you just, you shouldn't be in that relationship anymore if that's what you're. Yeah. I had, I did have someone tell me after. We were divorced and possibly even after he's passed away, told me that he had told all of these people that I had had an affair. Now, what he meant was I had a really close friend from college who was male who would tell me that I would be an excellent teacher, that I string beautiful sentences together. And on the flip side of that, my husband was telling me he didn't understand why I wanted to be a teacher because I couldn't even string a full sentence together. Like he was completely doing everything he could to sabotage my want of this career. And I had a friend from college who was fluffing me up mm-hmm. and telling me he really believed in me and giving that me that emotional support. So you might can make the argument that it was an emotional affair, but it wasn't sexual. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? It was completely different. It, any emotional re- friendship is an emotional relationship. Yes, it is. You can't mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean you're in love Right, romantically with the person, but any friend of mine. Let, wait, let's be honest. I'm in love with my friends. Yeah. I love my friends. Yeah. I tell my friends I love them all the time. So, the, I mean, it, it's not the same thing. Right, but he did not qualify it. So you yeah. had these people who were like, oh, I heard you cheated. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I have no idea what you were talking about where this came from. But I did have one of his friends who approached me in a um, fast food restaurant not long ago and apologized to me and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had no idea he was actually an alcoholic. He'd been told, but he thought it was just me, you know, making up things to make him look bad and to try and get more out of the divorce, you know, and it was me trying to protect my kids and to protect the assets that we had because I totally saw the future I'm living now. Yeah, where he is not around to provide financially, yeah. and he is not around to help with anything. He is not here for anything to help with the kids because the al- he succumbed to the alcoholism. Yeah, so it just but to have that man 
who was one of his friends, and we went on a vacation at one point together with couples, he and his wife, look at me and say, I'm sorry, I did not know. I did not understand. He said, but when we spent all this time together years ago, he, I was like, well, he wasn't an alcoholic then. Alcoholics don't, like, they're not, like, born. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they happen. I said, he was not an alcoholic he then. Had he progressed be, that he had not progressed to that point. He became a deep and true alcoholic much later. So he was still looking at my ex-husband as the man he had been 15 years before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not at the man that he really was towards the end of his life. Well, I had I had a friend that came back and apologized to me because, well, you know, in divorce, people take sides. Mm-hmm. And we had been really good friends, and she did not pick me. I was not picked in the divorce, and it was years later that she called and apologized because we had a good friendship. Now, is this the same one who called mm-hmm. and was upset with you? Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I wonder, like, I can't even, I'm in a good place right now, but I do every once in a while wonder how many bad reviews are really out there on me. I, like, I wonder that all You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think there's a lot. But I had and some I think, of his coworkers. I was at a football game, and one of his coworkers, who I've known, who loves my children, walked up the, the little aisle, looked at me, stared me dead in the eyes, and turned her nose up and walked away. And I was like, what in the world? What is he said? Yeah. How does he? You know? But, like, flip side, I have divorced friends, and... I can't think of any that I'm not equally close, like friends on both sides. Yeah. That like relatively, it's not like I'm not friends with anybody. You know what I mean? Well, my- I certainly, did, I've certainly never turned away from anyone because. Of well, I, ha- I have two friends whose ex-husbands I certainly turned away from. They were horrible men. And well, one of them, one of them has passed away since one of them is still around, but they're just not good people. And so, of course, I'm going to turn from. Right. But for the most part, people I know are divorced. I'm, you know, it's not my business. I guess, I guess what I'm saying, like, when no, when no one did anything horrible. No, right. Yes. Well, but, you know. Or you weren't, you weren't closer to one than you were to the other in the beginning. Right. And this, but yeah, you're right. But it's just at this point, I also feel like. Their divorce is not my business. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever happened in their divorce, there's no way to know. And especially, well, there's, no, I mean, looking at what we've all been through, there's no way to know. No. Why would you judge anyone on their divorce exactly. when you don't know exactly what went on behind closed doors? And then other side, to, to some extent, what we've experienced, you do get to choose who you're friends with. Yeah. So if somebody steps away from you, that's, they're choosing not to be friends with you, and that's okay. Like, I, yeah. that's their choice. Like, it is what it is. I had, I think, one of the most hurt I have ever been after divorce was one of a friend that was just a very dear friend of mine told me that she no longer had to keep my confidences because we were now divorced and she knew my ex-husband first. So she could call and tell him everything I said anytime. And my ex-husband was in kind of a really low state and i really felt like she kind of put him in danger by calling and talking to him about things at a point where he needed to be encouraged to seek help and it just it was so i i, I still don't understand to this day how that made any sense Mm-mm. but 
you know, this is over now and we're all, you know, it's, it's fine, but it just, you know, you just don't know what reviews are going out there. I have no idea what he said to her Mm -hmm. to make her feel that way because my feelings were so hurt and she never wanted to talk about it that I, that, you know, we just went our separate ways. You know what I mean? But, you know, but I still, I still feel like he must've said something. I must Mm -hmm. have a bad, have had a bad review out there with her. And, you know, and I think we, I tried to protect my ex-husband, especially because we have kids. You know, I had kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't want his, I didn't want everybody out there knowing everything that was going on. Yeah. I did that up until a point. I did that up until a point. And then a point, the point came where I was no longer willing to make excuses for him. After he'd been to rehab several times, after his choices meant that he was not showing up for his kids, uh, you know, his alcoholism ceased to belong only to him. Mm-hmm. His alcoholism became a family problem. Mm-hmm. I was getting divorced because of his alcoholism. He wasn't showing up to kids' events because of his alcoholism, all of this. So when people started saying, where is your ex-husband or where's your, I would say he is at rehab. In the past, it would be, he is on a trip to someone. So, like I would make something up. Oh, and I, I was like, that. I'm done. I'm done. He is an alcoholic. He is at rehab. We hope he's back soon. But I was like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. I did. He's going to have to own if he's going to continue his behavior. Mm-hmm. And he's not. He's going to have to own it. And he was like, but it's my story to tell. I was like, well, it was. But now it's grown bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Now it is our story. It is my story that I was married to an alcoholic. It is my story that my children have an alcoholic father. And when I'm no longer going to hide things. And that, that, cre- that is when he started giving bad reviews on me. I would say, like, to flip the script a little, do you have anything to add to that? I, I was, you know, I have a friend who calls me out on everything. Sometimes it's irritating. It's uh, not me. 90% yeah. of the it's time. It's not me. It's not me either. It's not, I don't think that's her. 90% of the time, it's super helpful. Yeah. No, sometimes it is. So, sometimes it is. so truthful that it hurts me a little. Yeah. So she's known me forever. She's known my ex. And so, you know, she would always say, he doesn't treat you well. I'd be like, well, no, he doesn't. You make excuses for him. You do this. And she was right. She was right. But I made excuses for him because, well, first of all, he's the only father my children will ever have. Mm-hmm. I did not want to be the kind of mother that said, your father's this, your father's this. My, my theory in life is you give enough rope to somebody, they're going to hang themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have to write his review. Mm-hmm. He was living it. I didn't have to tell his children what he was doing because they picked up enough clues. And as they grew... And as he treated them a certain way, it was clear. Right. It was clear as glass what was going on. And I never had to say a word. Mm -hmm. But did he think that I told him that? My children's things? Yeah, I'm sure he did. But I never said, this is what's going on. So I covered for him for years until my children got to be a certain point. And then they asked me, I have a motto with my children i will always tell them the truth if they ask me a pointed question yeah, i'm not i am going to answer yes. truthfully yeah me, yes it me might too. not be what they want to hear and not be what may not be what your ex wants them to hear and it might not be as kind as they would like mm-hmm. to hear it in their ears but i'm going to tell them the truth just the honest raw truth 
So when they got to be a certain age, both of them got there different times, they would ask me questions and I would say, yes. And if they had further questions, I'd say, ask your dad. That's his part of the story to tell. I can only tell you this part of the story because I don't own the other part of the story. So, you know, that is how I felt like I had to deal with it. That way, even if they heard a bad review about me or whatever, they know who I am. They've lived with me. They know I have not, you know, gone and said horrible things, you know, but at the same, them. Yeah, at the same time, that'll come up. My ex-husband did tell one of my oldest son one Christmas that I was keeping him from seeing them. And my son was very angry. And he completely lashed out at me, even knowing who I am and living with me all this time. Oh, and, no. And I had to, you know, th- so it still comes up. And my thing was, when did he try and make plans with you? What plans have I squashed? Did he tell you he wanted to see you? Or is this coming up on Christmas Eve, the night before Christmas, because he realizes he didn't do anything mm-hmm. and expected yeah. me to plan it all? But they still... They will still, you know, no matter what you do, they want to believe the best. Oh, they do. And both of their parents. And you want that for them. Mm-hmm. I want my children, especially now that my ex-husband is gone, as terrible as he was at the end because of the alcoholism, I want them to believe the best mm-hmm. in their father and that the best of him lives in them. Yeah. But it is so hard. Yeah. Because you, you know, when they lash out at you in defense of them, but you still, you want them when your other spouse is giving you a bad review. Uh, it's so, how about so this? hard. Nine-year-old, my daughter's over there for the weekend. Nine, she comes back. I knew something was wrong. I said, what is bothering you? You know, what? why are you so upset and being short and everything? She said, my dad said, that y'all would still be married if you had just forgiven him. I was like, <laughs> what? I thought, how dare you say that to a nine-year-old yeah. who was yeah. already so conflicted yeah. about having two houses and two different... I yeah. was like, okay. And that was a bad review not... because it made me look like... Especially when that's not the truth. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> when I kept thinking... Wait, he, he skipped from the beginning of it through the 10 years of therapy to try to keep it. Yeah. Did you forget all of the times I tried to see you? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a pretty bad review. I don't know. So just a bit of a flip for me is what happens when your kid gets a bad review. And it's the, re- or I'm sorry. I think the better way to phrase that is when your ex gets a bad review because of the kid. So... There have like since divorce, and you've had this problem too. I've had after school activities teachers text me that they're not getting paid, or like dance instructors texting me that they're not getting paid, or tardies, like oh, yeah. multiple tardies that none of those are on my watch. And people text me like I'm the wife, like I can do it, but it's it's the other party getting the bad review and i don't know i don't know what to like do about it do you know what i mean uh, so yeah. well it is so and i guess that that's and i agree that's weird so do you just like text me, the me number like, for the other person I'm like, this is our kid and this is embarrassing because to some extent i still feel like it reflects on me 
even well, though it is not me. <laughs> and then you're dealing with a really, well, what to me is, I don't, I don't understand. It's a strange situation in that your ex truly doesn't even, won't communicate with you. Yeah. So, which I don't understand how that's in the best interests of his kid. If everybody could be civil and everybody communicate, no one can have any conversation whatsoever except for what's great for the kid. Right. And he does not seem to be willing to do yeah, that from what I understand. Exactly. But so in that situation, do you just, every time someone texts you, forward the number for your ex and say you'll have to communicate with him? I don't. Because, it, it, I mean, it. It, I mean, it needs to be I started, to him. I've tried to go. I have, I have access to the exact same schedule you do. Like, there's no. Yeah, like, but but you're not even communicating with him. But when you have somebody text you and say, "Hey, your kid is missed." Yeah. Did you text your ex-husband's number and say, "If this happens again, here's the number." Yeah. Please text but, this but person. They have his number, but they aren't texting. No, they're because they are comfortable with you. Yeah, they're yeah. comfortable with the number. I would say, yeah. So I say, long, long, set that boundary and say, look, you're going to have to text. Well, and ex. he, my ex, keeps saying, like, put it in the app, our scheduling app, when there's something. And I finally decided to just start start doing that so that he doesn't have an excuse but what's to crazy week. to me is but, that doing that means you are still controlling yeah, this world and i'm not the way he has the same I'm, calendar yeah, why is he not and i'm not the way i'm not the way no you're not the way so there's no and i and it's I not like you're keeping that. the calendars no. him. they're and not I, public yeah i stated that fairly recently but i don't know what will change or not so Anyway, yeah, that, but, but I, hey, that I is, hate that. I hate my kid getting a bad review because it's not yes, on well, him. And your kid is is being perceived possibly out in the community as irresponsible. Yeah, or, or is, not or is committed, can't commit, or, or yeah. And she want, now, we're not going to cast this kid in the play because he'll only show up half the time. Right. We don't want this kid on our team because he'll only show up half the time. Like, right. why would they? Yeah, that's that's. Well, that's, I don't even know. Oh, it's awful. I would. I would never. And, and, you know, it, even my parents got divorced when I was younger, but I never missed anything. Like, But how do you, and I guess, I guess you're very kind because I, I don't know how I would keep from being so angry that I would not say at the beginning of everything, my ex-husband is irresponsible. He refuses to take my kids places. If you have an issue and my kid doesn't show up and you didn't know beforehand, it is him. Well, it is him being reckless <laughs> and irresponsible with our kid. Here is his okay, number. But you're giving him a bad review. I'm so what you have to review. say. You're right. I'm what sorry. You have to but that's say. It's because he's because yeah. mine is dead and I don't but have to. <laughs> but what you have to say when you set the boundary is. That's true. I am responsible for half of this bill. If you have a problem collecting the other half, you can contact him. You can contact him. You do have his number. Oh, and by the way, here's his lawyer's number. There's your little court. I'm sorry. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. And that's, and that's, you know, getting caught over the fact that I love Lauren's kid. Yeah. And I, the thought well, of him having a bad review yes. in the community drives me crazy. But, well, but so he didn't, listen, he, can't. he doesn't no get, kid, no kid should have a bad review no. on their parents', parents choices. choices. Okay. Now yeah. I will say, you know, I've told y'all, <laughs> talking about bad reviews and kids. That, well, let, let me do a caveat really yes. fast. I am lucky that the people who he does extracurriculars with are people that I know very well. Which and they, they love it. You. Yeah. And they love but it. But that might not always but be the case. It might not always be the case. A and B, I can't do anything about it when he's not with me. Right. So, 
Especially, um, yeah, especially yeah. if you're not even being contacted to take yeah. him. Because I know that you would be absolutely willing to take him to places. No, but this, this last time. week, for example, I got contacted one night from a friend of mine who's working on a show that he didn't come to rehearsal. And then I got contacted again because he went to rehearsal, but he didn't get picked up. And they were waiting on Nick. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I'm I'm having to negotiate the go I'm the I'm the in between girl. Nope. As a result. So no, when that happens, nope. are you not just immediately texting his number and saying, yes. Here's my husband's number? No. He no. Just no. no. I generally that just is, call. No, that what? is not your responsibility. And if your child has to sit there with those people and wait for somebody to pick them up, it's not your time. Well, and it, it is not, 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 is not your responsibility. Well, and they're also sitting there with him when they but, don't have to be. Hey, like, they have to but go But it's home. okay if yeah. they give him a bad review. Yes, that is right. Because that's where the responsibility lies. But, like, does anybody want that? No. Nobody wants No. Nobody wants that. No. No, and I guess... But if you're going to come in every time and put a little Band-Aid on it, yeah. it's never going to yeah. happen. So my husband had my daughter it's on true. a weekend. I had to be out of town for a training, and he had to take her to competition cheer practice. <laughs> I want y'all to know, I paid $700 for a uniform that she never wore because he took her to this practice, and she cried, and so he let her quit and stepped into the practice and cussed out the coach and got banned from the whole thing. What? Because he didn't want to have to deal with taking her ever again. Okay. Bad review. He had a bad review. I had a bad review for being married to someone like this. And my daughter had a bad review. Mm. They were like, oh, no wonder she cries. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, just, like all of this, it just, I have never been so upset from Chicago ever. <laughs> I mean, I could not do anything from where I was. You know, but that's it's bad reviews happening and there was nothing yeah. I could do to take control of that. But I think control is the key word. Yes. Like, I can't control it. Only and you have to remember this, especially in divorce, and it's even higher. Well, if you get divorced and you don't have a child, it's a lot easier to go, oh okay. I just don't have to talk to that person anymore. The only people who are really going to give you bad reviews are probably some friends and family. But if you have a kid with that person, you have to engage with them. And that's this kind of thing is going to keep happening as long as you have to engage with them because there are two parties involved that obviously have different thinking or you probably wouldn't be divorced to begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that control is the key. You have to remember that you just can't control. What other people do. It's well, always well, okay. it's all yeah. people do. Okay. Okay. We can only control what we see, what we do. To take it one bit further, you can't control other people's perception of you. You cannot control other people what they've heard or how they heard something about you. Mm -hmm. You really just can only control you. Do what you're doing. All right. Okay. So, but I want to end this on a slightly happier note. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care who got a bad review. Yeah. Because the people that I love and the people that I'm close to know me. You girls know me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you hear out in the community about me because no. you know who I am. Exactly. My family knows who I am. My closest friends, 
it doesn't matter what is being said or what my ex-husband may have said. It doesn't matter. And I never really worried about it so much because I knew that my people were my people Mm -hmm. and that they loved and cared about me. So regardless as to what was being said out there, I knew that I still had my little tribe and that I, and that I had had my support. And that truly in the end is all that matters. I cannot spend my time worrying over something I can't control. Okay. I can't. And, and I still can't afford a Rolex for myself or anybody else. But I oh. do still have my sense of humor and it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beth, if you could afford a Rolex, you would be in a foreign country. You would uh, yeah, buy a watch. You true. would take a trip. Yes. We know this you would about buy a watch. That is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> Buying some sort of I, tangible would, object when I, you could have an experience. I might buy an antique needlepoint hanging or something. Anyway, wait, 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 actually, I actually show you something at my mother's house that got reminds me. And I still don't think you'd buy an antique needlepoint hanging. I think you would buy tickets to go see all okay. of the Victorian hangings okay. that queens actually made themselves before yeah. you would do that. Would, I'm just saying. Well, actually, queens wouldn't have made them. They would have done little things, but they had their own. They had their people. You see what their people They had did. their own needlepoint <laughs> people, baby. They had their peoples. No, I think out of all this, you, for me, I just have to go into it with a sense of humor because some of the things, there was a meme I put out there. If you hear something about me, feel free to add to it to make me more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. At one point, it got so hilarious, the things that were getting back to me about me that I didn't know. Yeah. And I kept thinking, Damn, I'm interesting. <laughs> I lived a wild and crazy life. <laughs> I thought I wasn't present for it. <laughs> I was like, I'd like to get to know that girl. She's really interesting. <laughs> but I, 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 mean, I mean, you have to keep a sense of humor about it because people, people who like you, like you. And they're your friends, like you said. Yeah. People that sometimes you don't know don't like you. And are waiting for you to fall or whatever. They well, and, that, and that happens. No and that's what, everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's at work. That's, that's but, just general. Yeah. But, but divorce kind of amplifies yeah. the Well, and you find out the character me. of your friends and you oh, find yeah. out who you're friends with and you lose friends, but you also gain friends. You gain people that can be your support group because they, yeah, so, you know, they, you find that and that really so knows and cares about. I you. have put the like, lid on who i let in my life oh well, and we've talked about you this. know that i have tight nut lid so hard so somebody somebody who caused some drama a, a fringe person a fringe that i know friend. a fringe acquaintance that i will a friend of me <laughs> he's not a friend of me but i like the fringe someone he's, on the fringe. He's, he dated yeah. a friend of mine oh, okay. that, and it did not work well and i'm very close to the friend but i'm not close to this person so anyway but that was a while back he recently caused some drama in my life by saying, anyway, they, he spread something that got back to me and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Just please don't say my name. Just there's no reason to say my name. So anyway, this person recently messaged me to ask me to go for drinks. And I said, he, he said, I owe you one. Do you want to go get drinks? And I, I looked at my partner and I said, this person just messaged me for drinks. What do I do? And he was like, just don't respond. And I didn't. I didn't respond because I didn't want to be cruel, but also I didn't want to be. Like, I don't want to be mean, 
Yeah, but I thought you don't want to be like, but okay. in my head, I thought, I can't approve it. You don't need any more friends. And also, you did. You just said you caused drama. You caused drama in my life. Why would I for a drink with you? <laughs> like, door that's not happening. Yeah. No. So, I uh, say I probably would have gone just to feed him some <laughs> complete. No, I felt like I was sleepy with comment. Listen, my brain now, I bet that's a great idea. That's funny. <laughs> but my, my brain went, oh, there's an ulterior motive. Don't yeah. respond and to that. They're probably yeah. what? She needs to just up the game. Just one little. <laughs> that, that's the old lady that I am becoming right there. Okay, I should I should have been like, you pay it? Okay. Yeah, one, last thing, you pay. one last thing about having what talking about. <laughs> all right. All of the bad reviews. I don't know about y'all, but all the bad reviews that I got and still kind of filter in today, just kind of reinforce that I'm very comfortable with who I am. <laughs> And I don't really care what other people who don't know me think about me. I am great in my job. I do a good job. I have an excellent worth ethic. I'm a good mom. I was a good wife. And I'm a good member of this community. And anybody else wants to whatever. But it yeah. just kind of just rolls off my back at this point. I don't know if I've become callous or if I have just become that much no. more confident in no, who we, I am. We We talked about this once. You hit a certain birthday, and it's we're just 40. and you just no. Don't you think it's forty? You think it's older than forty? Oh, well, I, at 40, well, I have always not cared what people thought about me. A lot, great, and I just do my own thing, and it bugs some people, and I know I've made enemies, and well, too bad y'all missed out on a lot of fun. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a snore. I mean, she's me. not wrong. You're not wrong, man. <laughs> but at fifty, <laughs> let me tell you. I, I was never one of those girls that ever just like did the finger at anybody. But like, that was like the theory of my life. I hit 50 and I was like, not doing that. Not doing that. Check. You're out of here. I have a handful of people that have actually stepped inside my house since I've lived in this house for five years. I am super picky about who I let in. Who I let in my little circle, who I let in to do anything for me. And it's not because I don't like people. I love people, mm -hmm. but I have learned my lesson. I have been through so much. You know, I don't care what you say about me. You think you can hurt my feelings, like hurt, hurt my no, feelings. But here's the thing if you're going to say, if you're going to hey, be like that, love, you don't get to be a part of my life. But I lost, that's what it is. I lost three people in 15 months that meant the world to me. I know. Young. I wasn't even 21 by that point. I have had two bad marriages. I've had people that I love die. I've had tragic stuff. I've held people's hands while they're dying. I've had, you know, if you think that your little gossip in a yeah. little bitty town is going to touch me, I might hear about it, but I guarantee you I'm going to laugh about it at some point. And then, and then I'll have nothing to and do with you. That's how I Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to think well, less of you, not less. Right. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I also find that, and on the flip side, and I think that this is something I have to watch out for, if I meet a new person or I hear something about someone and it's oh, a little yeah. bit negative, now granted, I don't ride the extrovert line like you guys do. Yeah. We, we go I'm hard. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I am 
<laughs> the room that introvert like like way way down the line you're not you guys. i don't think you're as introverted as you think you me. are that's because okay. she's very dragging her <laughs> y'all are pulling me along anyway but what i find is when i hear something sort of negative about somebody in my head it's like i mentally go great let's just go ahead and check them off the list i don't have to get to know one yeah no <laughs> like, Exact opposite. If I hear something negative about somebody, I think somebody didn't like this person, or this person is better at something than the last person that fit. And I'm like, that's the last person I have to get to know. It makes me want to know. It makes me want to know. Which I know is wrong. I want you to know I know it's wrong. I know that I should actually get everybody the same equal chance because, but my introvert side says, great, that's one less person. (laughs) I don't really think. Y'all, and part of it's my ADD. My my partner today was like, you know, he was frustrated with me because the house is a little bit messy. And he said, uh, when God was like, let's make a woman for you that you really like. We're going to make her messy. We're going to make her ADHD and also older than you. And let's just do that. <laughs> I was like, ah. But I thought, I don't, it's the ADHD. That's what made me think of that. I don't like, there's a lot of things I don't hear or I don't pay attention to because I get, I skip around thoughts a lot. Yeah. It's the, it, if I have a, a personal connection with you and then we get to be friends, I am loyal to a fault. Oh. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter too. what anybody says. Yeah. I am loyal to a fault until you, until you, betray, until you, betray until me. you cross. And then you're afraid of. <laughs> And then, You're afraid of. Then I know. Then I know. <laughs> no, I know. I know that Lauren was making a bit of an Italian gesture. She was saying, "I was." It, that, it, wasn't, was coming it wasn't cultural appropriation necessarily. I was making a uh, Godfather reference. It's not a cultural yeah, appropriation. No, it's my son is Italian. My yeah. son is Italian. You are Italian. I'm not Italian. My son's Italian. Max is half Italian. There you go. Okay. Anyway, you but like, but I, I don't really listen to what other people say about people. Thank you. Thank you. I can I can pass for a lot of things. It's the actress in you. Uh, it's the actress in me. I had an agent once that said, "Oh, you're ethnically ambiguous." Stand up. We'll send you it for all kinds of things. That was but that was before. We're in the after. We're in the after. I can't do any of those things now. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget, Forget about it. <laughs> That's what we should do to all our bad reviews. Forget about it. What's the? I may have said this before on one of our on one of our podcasts, but Ted Lasso is one of my favorite shows. Oh, and one of his saying is "Be a goldfish," and "Be a goldfish" like means that. Goldfish have like thirty second memories or something. But not even that. So one, I don't think it's it's like they turn bad. around the bowl and are like what. So as as soon as something bad happens, like he uses it obviously for his soccer team when something goes wrong on the field. But I have it on my sink at my house. I have a little sign that says "Be a goldfish. goldfish." So the second something bad happens, I don't linger. I flip it and I go to the next because you can't linger. You got to go. I thought you were gonna say don't linger. Use the finger. Yeah, <laughs> don't. You can't linger. You just got to back it up. Really, you just got to drown that goldfish. <laughs> just drown. No, you, you just can't. Don't. You cannot linger in a bad moment. Mm-mm. You have to just keep no, moving forward. And, and a part of the price you pay for divorce, and I think we've talked about 
divorce tax when you end up giving up too much money in the divorce because it is your peace tax. Oh, it happened to me. Yes. Happened to and me. I think it's happened to all of us. But, you know, the you pay the peace tax, but you also kind of pay that emotional tax. But the peace, I think we all have to agree, the peace on this side of divorce yeah. is worth every little rumor, mm-hmm. everything that may have been spread about you that was completely untrue. All of that because peace on this side and the friends you have that you know are true and loyal and loving is worth everything. We, I, I love my life now. Mm-hmm. I love uh, my life in this peace. I can't wait to see what I give the next guy. It's going to have to be like a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she and gave him two Rolexes. Because, <laughs> hey, this one has two arms. <laughs> okay. But I want you all to know that we all know that Beth would always just buy herself a home somewhere else no, and do this. No. Well, and that's, that's exactly what I would do. I would, like, I would be, if I had that kind of money, I would be anywhere. We would be into experiences. You know what? (laughs) We will know when one of us falls into money because it will be the champagne girls takes on Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. What are we doing? Did you buy, did you buy three Rolexes for three? We're going to Switzerland. Everybody picks out their own watches. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's peaceful there because they're neutral. <laughs> no, yeah, no rumors there. No rumors <laughs> All right. Oh man. So, all right, ladies. I know we have had the most fabulous long. We think this is one of our it's longest been a long episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What do say? What are y'all doing on the? Po- what are y'all doing to live a life you love this week? What's going on? Everything. Yeah. I are still in everything mode. So my my partner had surgery a couple weeks ago, and he's been home, and so I'm trying to. I've been trying to dis- just Wait, negotiate. Is that two weeks. Today is two weeks. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That from the nurse. So, <laughs> and the go-ahead has been given. Why, Beth? Vop, 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 vop. Then your little ocean leg is out. Does vop, vop, mean? I do actually, not know. Actually, I was at a dinner. I was at a dinner on Monday night. If you need to know what that means, it means vodio do. Did you know that was vop, 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 vodio do? Just so long as you know. Yeah, he is bored. And w- I've been trying to negotiate like time at work versus time like, yeah, being with him because he's off and we have this time. So he he wanted a grand plan of like a day, and so I said, you know what, I'm just going to take off tomorrow. I'm just going to take off except for my rehearsal tomorrow, and we'll just like have a day of it. So, so yeah, I get to wake up tomorrow and just have a fun day until I have like a three hour rehearsal, which I need to have, and like I'll go do that, and then more fun day. So it's good. I'm really excited about that. And then I get a weekend. I have my kid this weekend, and we have a couple of good things planned, and then he's going into show week this next week. So we're in show mode pretty hardcore for the next couple of weeks, and then then we don't have any shows for a second. So I get to, like— And they just need to come paint with this him is, when he has his day. Yeah, no. That would be great. We want to do that. Yeah. He and I had a paint day not so long ago that was fun. But anyway, so, I, you know, show mode, you go hard, 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 and then you have downtime where you reconfigure. And so— I'm kind of looking forward to that because there's a couple things in my house that I need to do and just like, I don't know, just be. So that's, yeah, that's what I do. I'm going to come up with some mischief so there'll be more rumors about me. 
no. I, okay, know. is this what we're going to talk about on our walk tomorrow? We're going to talk about how Beth is going to try to take a lover. So, oh. No, just kidding. I was thought you were going to say take over the world, but lover, whatever. And I think I'd say lava, like they do at Sex the City. A lava. We got to start small. One man at a time. (laughs) We do need to get to that episode at some point. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. All right. So, and I think I, I don't really have anything specific. Y'all tune in. That's what I'm doing. Your wife? (laughs) Y'all just get right over the, yeah. Okay, Beth. No, what are you just waiting for? I thought that was the plan. Are we not going to find you a man this weekend? Yeah, because it's so easy. We'll just check all those boxes. Yeah, we'll just, well, isn't there a market? <laughs> Let's just go to market. The man market. The market. Wait, Wait market. did we just establish how to make our millions? There oh, well, millions. Because, you know, I actually was just saying to Beth today that I wish that there was a a men market for Scottish men six feet and over. Because I think somebody I would. Absolutely, I think that there's a good American market for Scottish men. I have one down the street, but he's very gay. I know. No, and that's very, an issue yeah, I need a, for me. I need a non-gay man with, you don't have to be super built, but I'd like a little bit of fun. I want one comfortable in a kilt. In a kilt. A kilt. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Kilts yeah. are so sexy. Yeah. Okay, anyway, right, so we got actually, we've got a Scottish thing that we're just discovering. Just so what? Are, <laughs> so do you actually have plans this weekend? My plans are to have no plans because this has been a crazy travel week, and I end tomorrow in one of my favorite cities. But and I'm going to go eat well after my appointment, and it's just been a I've I've traveled and done a lot, and I've had a lot of people at surgery and a lot of ordering and blah blah blah. blah. So I I'm going to plan to have. No plan. Good for nice. you. I'm going to rest and recharge. Well, my plan is very similar. I don't have much of a plan this weekend, which I love because I went to see my daughter in South Carolina, spent the weekend with her, and then came back and had something to do every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I had only Saturday, and then Sunday was great. Went to yeah. church, I did mass and all that, and then my mother and I went to go see To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway, which. And then I've had something, I didn't have anything last night, but something Monday night, I had something, you know, and so I just, like, I'm looking forward to some time, but I have one of my friends, I have a friend who might come over and paint with me on Saturday, which would be fun, but, but, you know, who knows, but I'm just looking forward to just some time. So Sunday at mass, I got to go to two masses on Sunday. So I'll be real church. Oh. oh, go ahead. So anyway, but that, that's okay. I'm going to take an intro to pickleball class on a slow day. So, do you want to go? Oh, I'll, I'll text. I'll text oh, I can go. I can do that. I will be happy to be a lemming. It's a and jump on the pickleball so, lemming over the It's a four in Athens on Sunday. Okay. And uh, everybody is playing, p- playing pickleball. Everybody's playing pickleball, and it's a free intro class. Everyone who's anyone. So, I know. I think I might rather play tennis. Well, tennis, okay. I love tennis. I, I play tennis. Yes, you The do. people who I will win. There's just not a 0.0 level no, for me well, to play with. <laughs> I play tennis on, I play tennis on league, but my like, my non tennis playing people, they, they're more into potentially doing pickleball. So we tried this. And the nice thing about pickleball is it's tighter so you can talk more, which is a lot of the reason that I like tennis because it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, so you like it's that. like it's like ping pong tennis, but I don't know the rules and it frustrates me when I don't know how to play. And also, I'm not very good at learning online. I need to be shown. 
So I'm going to take one for the team and go to the class. Okay. Like, show me how to play and score it. And then I'm going to teach you. Oh, wait. Can we also just make up our own rules? Because that's... No, no, that, no I, that will stress me out a lot. Not, I know that seems out of character you for me. You know I'm going to die. But if I'm going to play a game, I want to play it. Okay. Oh, if I'm Does that play make, a game, that makes sense. Was, yeah, I'm a great player with that. No, I don't want to win. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's so funny. Do you hear what just happened? She said, if I want to play a game, I want to win it. I, I said, if I want to play a game, I want to know how to play it. You said, do we have to play the game? <laughs> so I believe we just established right. the extroverts that, that, and the introverts. That's a, micro, that's a microcosm of this entire, <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> So I do believe we've I'll play. I'll play. Who we are. I'll play. I just, I just want to know how to do it. I just don't bother me. I just want to win. I don't want to play, but just play. Just play. This is a long one, y'all. Yes, you are our devoted fans, and we love you and possibly need to know who you are so we can send you a personal thank you. Love you Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. That was hilarious. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, See girl. you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.